Our text today is in the book of Psalms. Book of Psalms, as we start a new summer series. Book of Psalms, chapter number 20, 122, 122, the book of Psalms. <coughs> My mother was a very wise person, especially when it came to disciplining us children. When we were small, she'd open her kitchen drawer and pull out a wooden spoon and threaten us with it. Of course, when we got bigger, the wooden spoon was no longer a threat to us. Uh, So mom used a different method. I remember my brother and I got into a fight, and uh, I grabbed him by the back of his neck, and he grabbed me by the back of my neck, and we were both lying on the floor with a death grip on each other, and mom came in the room, and she stood, and she looked at us, and she said, one of you will have to let go first, (laughs) and she walked out of the room, and we understood what she meant was, you've behaved rather stupidly as you're laying on the floor, the smarter one will let go first, so naturally, we both let go at the same time. Uh, She often used the method of making us feel foolish, which did more to correct our behavior than anything else. But one time in particular, she reacted to me in a very direct way. One day I said to her, I really don't feel like going to church today. Do we have to go? And with no hesitation, she looked me right in the eye and she said, we'll be going to church Sunday morning, we'll be going to church Sunday night, and we'll be going to church Wednesday night, and any other time the church doors are open and you will be there with us every single time. And don't ever say that again. (laughs) And I never did. (laughs) That was that. There's no explanation, no argument, no discussion. And I think that moment in time had a profound effect on the rest of my life and is part of the reason I'm standing here today, that moment in time. I still remember those words, and I'm glad she said them the way she did. And we start now with a new summer series from the Book of Psalms, And today we'll begin with a psalm that's all about going to church. Now the book of Psalms is simply the Jewish hymn book. It's a collection of songs that were sung on various occasions by the Jews in times of joy or in times of sorrow, in times of trouble or in times of blessing. They had songs to sing, some to sing at night, some to sing in the heat of the day. And a very special group of songs called the Songs of Degrees that were written to be sung when you were on the way to church. Psalm 122 was written by David, who was called the sweet psalmist of Israel. And David was probably the best songwriter in the history of the whole world. All right? Never one better. I wish we still had the music, but all that remains to us is the words. In David's day, when Psalm 122 was written, church was held in a tent. 
a curtain separated it from the surroundings. And it was about a hundred yards long. And under the open sky where they met, there was an altar of sacrifice about halfway into that opening. And then there were two covered tents, one called the holy place and the one behind it, the holy of holies. But in that enclosure, songs were sung, prayers were made, sacrifices were given, the Bible was taught, services were held, but it was located in the city of Jerusalem. It was the only place in the whole world to sacrifice and hold services. So people traveled to Jerusalem to attend the services. And as they traveled to the city of Jerusalem to go to the temple, they sang songs along the way. And this psalm, which explains what happened in the services, was sung on the way to church. Obviously, because people looked forward to going to the church. So let's begin Psalm 122, verse number 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now there's a lot of way to look at this verse, a lot of possible meanings. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad because it's a place I love to go. And when they said, come on, let's go, I said, oh yeah, nothing will make me happier. And maybe that's what it means. Or maybe he means, I was glad when they said. I was so happy that they wanted to go to church. Or maybe he means, me and them together are going to walk to church. They've given me an invitation to join them in the journey to church. Or maybe it was a little different. Maybe they were new people and never gone to church before. Or maybe they had a problem and maybe they were hungry for something better. Or maybe it was a little bit of all those things put together. We want to go and we want you to go with us. Because we need to go, and we need to find help and support, and we want you to share the experience with us. Maybe it's all those things. But I think it even could be something else. <clears throat> when I was a young boy, we used to go once a year to visit Grandma Ulivina. That was my father's mother. And we called her house the mansion. It was full of hugs and kisses when we arrived. And Grandma always had food on the table waiting for us when we arrived. Aunts and uncles and cousins would arrive for picnics that Grandma held. But Grandma used to come to me secretly and whisper in my ear and say, Come with me. Come with me. And I followed her into the dining room. She had a great big buffet there. And she'd whisper to me, open that drawer. And 
When I did, it was full of chocolate chip cookies. And she said, I made those just for you. I hid them in a drawer, and you can eat them whenever you want. <laughs> and see, there's a reason you like to go to Grandma's house, all right? She always gave me that warm, happy feeling because it was Grandma's house and she was there. When someone said to David, let's go to the house of the Lord, I'm sure David had this warm feeling because it's God's house. It's just so nice to go and visit at God's house, especially because God is there. That's only verse 1. Let's see what verse 2 says. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Now, going to Jerusalem was good because God's house was there. All right? It was never, let's go to Jerusalem so we can do some shopping. It wasn't that. So we can see the sights of Jerusalem. The object of going to Jerusalem was to go to God's house. And so we will stand within the gates, or in other words, when we say we're going to church, you can be sure we will be standing there together. We will go. We will not say, well, you go and I'll meet you later after church. We will be there. We will be standing together in God's house. Verse 3, Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. It's a place where everybody gets close. We are together, closely united when we go to church. There are no divisions, nothing to separate us. You see, my friends, Going to God's house is a place that unites people together. Unfortunately, there are people, and there are many people who seem to go to church with a desire to divide. And sometimes preachers teach their people to argue and divide. Things like, we use the King James Bible here, and if you don't, you're wrong. So they divide people. And sometimes it's music. We sing our music our way. If you don't sing our songs, you're wrong. And they divide. Sometimes it's this. We wear a certain type of clothes here. And we're all dressed alike. And if you don't dress like us, you're not one of us. Things to divide people. David says in God's house, people are united. Matter of fact, they stick close together. They're compact. So don't come with the idea that you will separate people. There's your side and my side. God's house was built to be united, close, compact together. In David's day, the house of God was a tent. Sort of a smaller place where you moved in there only 100 yards long. I'm sure it was many times shoulder to shoulder. In Jesus' day, the temple was 27 acres, a whole lot bigger. But Jesus himself said this. 
He said, there's a day coming and has already arrived that we won't worship in Jerusalem at that temple anymore. But a new covenant will begin and people will worship God wherever they are all over the world. That's what Jesus said. So the new way, and we call that the church, that's what we call it, spread everywhere. Spread across Asia, spread across Europe. 1620, that group came to America. And in the 1830s, a group of people began to meet right on that corner right there in an old stone schoolhouse. And in 1854, they built this church, a place where they could worship God, come together. In, eight, or in 1989, a group of people were meeting in my house for services. I had 40 people in my living room. I'll tell you what, it was compact together. <laughs> That's children sitting up the stairs because no chairs left. It was very compact. But we sang a song every week back then. Jesus, wherever thy people meet, there they behold the mercy seat. Wherever they seek thee, thou art found, and every place is hallowed ground. That's what we sang in my house. Nothing special about my house. 1990, on Palm Sunday, we held the first service here. And this has become our house of worship. The place where we come and meet God. To do what? Verse 4 tells us. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. In David's day, you were from a tribe, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, or maybe the tribe of Asher or Ephraim. Today, we use a different word. We call it family. Family. In 1989, when we were at my house and when we first started here, there were four people in the Olson tribe. <laughs> Today, we number 17. And my friends, what a joy it is to come to church as a whole family, as a tribe. It's the way God meant for it to be. He explains it here in the Psalms, the way God wanted it to be. We've got the joiner tribe. I tried to count them, but there's over 20 of them. We got the Allard tribe. We got the Snyder tribe. And these tribes keep growing bigger, too. Isn't that a good thing? God told Abraham, Abraham, through you, I'm going to bless every family in the whole world. And that's happened, my friends. There's one tribe here, the people of East Shelby Church, a happy place for families to come. And why do they come? It says here, to give testimony. Now, testimony is to tell the truth about what happened to you, like you would do in a court. Testimony. So we come, we tell each other, God blessed us, 
God healed us. God helped us. God led us. God saved us. Every week I say it's your chance to participate in the service. It's always been that way. The tribes gather together and give testimony. They tell the truth about their lives. But it also says that they gather together to give thanks. Our testimonies should be full of thanks. Thank you, Jesus. And Amy's here and Pat's here. Thank you, Jesus. It's a thank you to God for all of our blessings and everything the Bible says. Give thanks. That's the will of God concerning you. These are two things that we do in church We give testimony and we praise God. Verse 5, for there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. In David's day, he sat upon a throne in Jerusalem. David died, but David's greater son now sits on his throne. Jesus is now the king, the ruler, the man in charge. And there are judgments. Or better word, decisions that he makes passed down to us from the judge, King Jesus. Here in church, we learn what's right and what's wrong. Jesus teaches us through his word how to live, how to behave, how to make decisions, how to act. And when we learn from Jesus, you know that's the right thing to do. We do it by studying God's word. We learn from Jesus. I'll get verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. God has made things to work a certain way in his church. He ties things together. Now, he tied together giving and receiving. Jesus said, give, and it shall be given unto you, poured in, pressed down, overflowing. Give, he says, and then you'll receive. So giving and receiving are tied together. Things that go together. Sowing and reaping. Tied together. Go out and sow the seeds. And as you sow, there will come a harvest. Sow the gospel and reap a harvest of souls. Sow love and reap fellowship. Sow truth and reap security from it. Sowing and reaping go together. And here in Psalm 122, there's two things that are put together. Pray and prosper prayer and peace jesus said ask and it will be given you you want we want to prosper we want to become secure healthy christians then pray my friend you'll have to pray the two go together peace don't you love peace oh i love peace I love peace at home. I love peace at church. I pray for peace in the world. You like that? Pray then. Seek God. And the two will go together. Now, verse 8. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. 
or I'm going to pray for peace in your heart. Peace in your heart. A quiet assurance that God is in control of your life. We come here, we can rest. We can rest. We can have peace in God's house. We can trust God. We want our peace to spread to those who have no peace. To those who are in conflict. And we pray for their hearts to find peace. And then the last verse, verse 9 Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. In other words, it's my intention to do and to pursue what will help God's house and what will bless God's church. I will invite those who do not come and say, come on. Let's go to the house of the Lord together. When I meet people, when I invite them, I always add one more sentence to it. I say, you know, I come every week. (laughs) I will serve. I will give my time, my talents. I'll give my substance. I'll give my energies. I'll give my strength. I'll give my influence. I'll give my family, I'll give my house. All that I have I will give so that God's house will prosper. I promise to pray for God's house that others may find it as wonderful a place as I find it to be. In closing, the only thing I can think to say, speaking for my tribe, we will be here every Sunday. We will be here every Tuesday. We will be here any, every Friday and any time the doors are open. And I pray you will be here with us. May God bless you as you come to God's house. So come, share it with others. Enjoy the experience. Feel the closeness. Never come to divide. Come to unite. Give testimony and praise God and learn how to let God guide your life and cling to what is right and pray and prosper. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let God's peace rule in your heart. You've been invited to God's house. What a privilege that is. And what a pleasure to come to God's house. Next week we're going to share this with others. We'll sing them a song. We'll give them a hot dog. We'll share a craft with them. We'll give them a smile. We've been doing it for over 30 years. The first one we ever did here, I put a little poster on the front door, open house from 2 to 5 p.m. No advertisement. And we got 350 people. Then we added some crafts and a few goats. (laughs) And we called it old-fashioned days, and it began to grow. But over the years, I found that the people who visit us didn't call it old-fashioned day. They called it by a name that they made up themselves. Our visitors call it penny days. Because... We give. 
when you give, God's rule is that you will receive. So this week, as you prepare, remember, pray and prosper. May God bless us all as we serve him. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that guides us, helps us to see the high things that are to be had as we come to God's house. And so we ask that you will bless those who come. May they find here a place like none other in the whole world, a place where God is, where he can be found, and we can draw from him strength and courage and help in the crazy upside-down world. So we're grateful to you. You invited us. You made a place for us to be. We find it a great privilege to come at your invitation. Thank you for what you've done for us from the bottom of our hearts. We promise to serve you as best we can and do your will. Bless this church, we ask, in a special way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In closing, I'd like you to turn your hymn books to 364. 364, standing as we sing, Onward Christian Soldiers. 364, standing as we sing, Onward Christian Soldiers. Page 364.
we ask that when we come to this place, our hearts would be filled with longing for you. We pray that our experience at church would be great, compact, loving one another, filled with love for others, that we may do other things for other people, that we may sow seeds. And Lord, we ask especially that as next week approaches, our hearts would have right approach, and we ask, Lord, that we would be thinking about the lost people, the people who do not have you. Lord, we ask that you would help them to come on that day. Bring them to us. Help our conversation to be seasoned with salt on that day. Guide us and direct us and help us to share our church with all of those people. May they know the love of Christ through us, through our actions through the fruits of the Spirit, may we have them and show them throughout this week and through next week, we pray. May we give our all that others may be with us too. We are thankful for the many, many harvests that we have gotten from Open House over all these years. And we just pray that our hearts would be ready for more and we'd be planting more seeds. We ask for all these things and we ask for protection, care over us throughout this whole coming week. Through next Sunday, watch over us and help us to be ready to receive the good things of the Lord. We thank you for all of this in your name.